You're listening to Center Church Podcast. At Center Church, we strive to keep Jesus at the center of everything we do. You're about to hear a message, but before you do, we want to invite you to visit our website at centercharlotte.org. There you can sign up for our weekly emails and receive new content as we release it. Secondly, we want to invite you to visit our pastor's blog at matthewedwards.cc. And finally, if this podcast ministered to you in any way, go ahead and subscribe and you'll be the first to know when we release more content in the future. Thanks for listening in and be blessed. Last week, or two weeks ago, Matthew told me that I'm going to minister this Sunday. I said, Matthew, do you pray about it? I always pray with him like that. You know, it's my son too. So we talk. He said, Yeah, I pray. I said, Okay. Okay. So for two weeks, every time that I open my Bible to try to build up what to talk to you about today, I just go on dreams and vision. I always go on dreams and vision. Then there was a lot of things that was going around me that people have good dreams, bad dreams, and everything. So I tried to force myself to say, no, no, this is a Bible study. It's not a Sunday message. I don't know because I have that on my drive. I say, I don't know how to cut this thing to fit into Sunday service. He said to me that I'm the one who telling you what to do. It's not you. I said, okay, I give up. So I said, if, if Matthew was here, you'll laugh because I sent the first scripture to Matthew. The email didn't go through. Until, uh, I think, a day before yesterday, then I checked. Then I saw that the folder was empty. I said, what is going on? Okay, because he sent me a test telling me that is everything okay. That was Friday night. I said, something, something is wrong here. So I checked my folder. It was empty. So I went back to the Bible and the Lord took me again on dream and vision. So this morning, I want to talk to you about dream and vision because my mom was a very good woman. She was a strong lady. But she ate something in the dreams and that thing become the thing that killed my mom. I have many stories of things like that personally in my life that it was through dreams that something happened or something bad or something good. So, then yesterday, we have a party for me at my house and we have one of our sister. She's in the ministry for so long. She talks about those things and everything. Then we start talking. Then she said to me that, you, do you know the problem that we have in this, in Christianity today? I say, just tell me. You are a woman of God. Just go ahead. She said, people don't believe in what they see in dreams. A lot of people, dreams, they eat, they have sex in dreams and everything, but they don't do anything about it. Then I look at her face. It was yesterday night. I say, so the Lord is telling me 
to talk about dream and vision. She said, really? I said, yes. I had two weeks, I supposed to prepare a message to our church on Sunday. But everything that I try, I try everything. Righteousness that I love to preach. I try communion, everything that I love to preach. But everything was going back to dream and vision. She said to me that, I want to tell you something. She said that she herself had hard time to explain to people that they have to be careful how to judge their dreams. Because if you fail to judge what you see in the dreams, you'll be surprised. You see, if you read the story of Job, his friend received the dream or what is going to happen to Job. But it is when the calamity happened, they stood there telling Job everything, judging him. But God told him before. He could have prayed for Job. If you read the story of Job, you'll see there. So, I, I want to explain to you this thing because we have to deal with those things that we call dreams. Because if you have a dream, there's something. That you have to do. So this morning I want us to read. Who is in my scripture? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. You see, I, I want just to bring you into a background story so that you know from where you stand, where you have a dream, then we'll talk about dreams. In Genesis 1, 27, God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. God used the word to speak everything, right? We know that, right? God spoke to existence. So we are in God's image. And we also we are called to speak into existence things, right? Eh? Okay, so we have to speak things into existence. So, that's why God, because of everything that happened between Adam and Eve, God gave us a key, a solution to bring us back to his own image because everybody out there is the image of Adam because his father, his grandfather sold him to the devil. That's why you see people out of the world or religious people, they just do bad things. They are blind. They don't see what you can see if you know that you are righteous by the blood of Jesus. So, the second one. You see, this is Paul. Paul said that, praise the God of our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. You see, because we are made in the image of God, if we are Christian, we have blessing in heavenly places. Then you may ask me, so, how do I do to have those blessings? You are in the image of God. So, you speak. 
you have to speak things into existence. The more you speak them into existence, you can stand in front of a mirror. You say to the mirror that you, you are a righteous woman. You will never fall sick. You, the, the doctor can say everything that I want to say. I'm telling you, Jesus has redeemed you. You are a new creature. The more you say that in front of that mirror, that thing is going to work for you. I saw that many times in people's life. So, because of that, healing is not something that you can see, right? Can you see healing? Can you see disease? Hello? We are together, you know. We are together. So, me, I love uh, when I'm talking. Uh, uh, can you see a disease? Can you see uh, a healing? No. You see? So all those things are in the heavenly places where you have to bring them down through what you say, not through what you do. Because Jesus, the, the last one that we are going to look at it, the Bible said that the first man, Adam, become a living being. It was conducted now by the devil because of what he did. I'm not going, everybody I read the Bible. So I, I just want to take you where I'm taking you because you see, because of what Adam had done, that's why you see people are doing things. That's why you can see somebody, he driving, he calling his car a beast. Okay. On the highway, he become a beast. When he press the brakes, he don't stop. He continued to go. Then he died. Because the mandate that God had given to the devil is that you eat dust in Genesis. You eat dust. Then he said to the children of Adam that you will be alive. You do everything until you die. You become dust. So you see, you are two people. One are to feed on the dust and that other one are to become a dust. It's like you. When you want to buy bread or you want to take coffee, what do you do? You go and get the coffee. So the devil is doing the same thing all over the world to try to eat the dust. That's why you have criminality. That's why you have people that they just get up to kill people. And I pray that none of us or our loved one be at the wrong place at the right time in Jesus' name. So, so you see, because of that, is a living being animated by the devil. I don't know if you, you, you try to join everything together because the, the enemy, the devil has a mandate. If you read in Genesis 3, the mandate that he received from God is that he's going to crawl on his belly, but he had to eat flesh. Okay. He, he has to eat dust. And a man has to become dust. So you have two people. One is the food. And one is what? Okay. So you have to eat. So if you have to eat, you have to look a way of seducing people or the fish or the cow to eat them. So that's what the devil does. But he said that, but the last Adam became a live, a life giving Spirit. You see, once you become a Christian, 
you receive that power of the life-giving spirit who give you wisdom, who give you understanding, who give you, who heal you, who give you the ability to keep the devil, to keep on seeking. He cannot touch you. He cannot touch your family because you use the blood of Jesus to cover your family. You use your word so that you, you cannot be everywhere 24-7 with your children, with your lover. But once you say that, I cover my family, my children with the blood of Jesus, you are secure. You are, you see, don't judge what they are doing over there. Just cover them with the blood of Jesus. The blood is going to take care of it. Because I want to tell you something. In that night in the Egypt, it is not in all those houses that everybody was in when I called. But it is the blood that covered the house. The people was covered by the blood, but sometimes inside the husband was not agree with the wife. Sometimes the children were running too much. The father would try to stop them, but they was running. But the blood was at the front door. So the angel of death passed over. So don't ever allow the enemy to put, make you to forget to cover your family with the blood of Jesus. Because when you say that, that I cover my house, I cover my car, I cover everything that I have with the blood of Jesus, they will never touch it. I can give you a simple thing. If you forget your key or something somewhere, just say that I cover it with the blood of Jesus. Then you pray in tongues, you walk around. The Holy Spirit is going to take you straight where you, you have that. That thing is. So, the life-giving spirit is the one that leads you. So, remember, God are giving us all the blessing where? In heavenly places. Yeah? Everything is in heavenly places. And God has made you in his own image. So, the God who created things, who speaks things into existence, is the one who has redeemed you and make you in his own image. It's not a counterfeit image. So you have to speak. Everything that you speak have to be what God is saying about your children, about your church, about your country, and everything. So, because of that, now you have, you have a human, you live on this earth. Physically, you see everything. Physically, you see everything. And God sometimes want to communicate with you. At the same time, the devil, if he cannot push you to do something bad because maybe you work on your thought process. Because sometimes there are things that he inject thought in you. He said to you that, like, this thing is going to happen. But because you know your position in Christ, you just say that, no, it's not going to happen in Jesus' name. That's it. So, it's going to come also to try to pollute you by dreams. Are you getting me? Are we together? Because that's what we are going to talk about, dreams and vision. Because God is going to speak to you through dreams and vision. And the enemy also is going to try to speak to you through dreams and vision. Right? Because you are a spiritual being. And because you are a spiritual being, everything is up there. You have to bring it down. But all the bad things all over the earth, 
you cannot see them either, right? You cannot see them, but they are there. So, what is going on is that he help you in that process, he come to talk to you in dreams. We have certain people before, we can go to the next. We have certain people that they sleep. When you are tired, you forget to pray. You are so tired that you just pass out. Then you have a terrible dreams. Then you forget that dreams. Then, two or three days after, you have symptoms of something on your body. You forget about the dreams. But in that dream, maybe you was in the coffin. Or maybe in that dream, you was with a doctor. Or maybe in that dream, you were doing something. But you forget about those things. You forget about them. Because the enemy wanted you to agree. To allow them to inflict your body. So this is the side of the enemy. I want us to go to the next one. You see, that's why, you see, can two work together except they agree. This scripture, when I came to the law, in our church, they used to give us a quotation to meditate on. I meditate on this scripture so that every time I always ask myself, Lord, are you agree with this thing? Because he said that can two work together without agreement. You see, you cannot be with your wife if you don't agree to live together. So the enemy also is going to give you a dream. If you don't say anything, it's going to happen. Because you saw it, but you didn't act. So Sometimes when you don't say anything, it means that you consent, right? Eh? If you don't say anything... It means that you agree, right? Oh, thank you, my brother. <laughs> you see, I just want us to go gradually in this thing. Uh, I want you to, to be patient with me because if you feel that uh, it's too hot in the room, just pray in the spirit. Uh, just drink water. Take a while. I just say, uh, I just say that if you feel that, okay, so, <laughs> So, take a drink. You see, we are together in this thing because we have to deal with the situation. So, you see, the, so the enemy always come to talk to you or God reveal to you things. But you have to act. If you don't act, it's going to happen. So, the next one. This is the story of Job. I love this story because he said that for God speak once, yet twice, yet man perceive it not. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep fall upon men, in slumbering upon the bed, then he opened the ear of men and sealed their instruction. You see, sometimes you can have a dream two or three times. It's because that thing is going to happen. If you look at Pharaoh's dreams, it happened twice. It happened twice. If you look at many things, those 
thing that happened to people. If they tell you that, okay, I got a dream. It's the same dream. You can have the same dream, but in the other way. It turned this way. Sometimes, like women, certain women can have dream that they have sex with their husband. Or the wife, the husband have sex with his wife. That's not a reality. That's the devil will try to pollute you. Because how your husband is alive, is close to you. Then you have a dream that you have sex with him. All those things is in the spiritual realm. The enemy is using this, that image to try to pollute you. That's why you see sometimes, you see in certain marriage, women cannot have children. Or sometimes you see certain people, they have certain things that happen to them because of what they see in the dreams. So beloved, I just want to tell you this morning that a dreams are to be taken serious. You see, your dream life has to be something that you don't play with. You see, you may have a bad dream, but you have to stand and walk against it. I have something. I was victim of something like that 27 years ago. At my office, somebody came I took my blood pressure. He said to me that you know what? Among everyone that I checked today, you are the first one who don't have issues on your body. Keep on doing what you are doing. And that night, Shaman was in England to have Miriam. I was by myself at the house. And three times, I have a dream that I was dead in that dream. When I get up in the morning, I went to the bathroom. I couldn't close my eyes. My mouth was here. I went to the doctor. They did everything. They couldn't heal me. They didn't understand what was going on. But on that dream, I saw that I was dead three times. But every time I wake up, I just pray. But I didn't know about righteousness. I didn't know that righteousness can give me access to stop those things. So, so I pray religiously. I pray religiously. That's why it took time for me to get here completely. It took time. So I think that the Lord wants you to know this truth. Because you may say that, no, I know. I used to pray or I pray in the spirit when I have a bad dream. But you have to call those things by their names. Because if God he said that he speak once, Maybe twice. And it, it what it's doing, it tried to bring something into you. It tried to talk to you. That you see, don't sleep. Use your word. Speak to me. Because the enemy is doing something. You know, you have a destiny and purpose uniquely made. Everyone said that I have a destiny. And purpose. Uniquely made. Through the blood of Jesus. Do you know that the thing on this earth that you alone, the Lord anointed you to do? So at the same time, the enemy is fighting you. He's using people. 
It's not going to use animals. Sometimes people say that, no, the devil cannot use people. No. He used religious people. He used everything that he can take to pollute your mind, to deviate you from your calling. And he used dreams. So we have to be careful about what we are doing. As I told you, when I got that thing, because when I went to England, Shamendi recognized me. Because I couldn't say anything on the phone. I just flew, I went, saw me at the airport. She was shocked. That was happened to you. I couldn't talk. Everything. Three times. But because I pray religiously. But today it cannot happen to me again in Jesus' name. Neither to nobody in my family. Because we cross the bridge. We are righteous. You see, the difference of you, because when you know your identity, as we say in the church, everything that we are doing here, we are making everything for you to know your identity. Because once you know your identity in Christ, no weapon form against you will prosper. Because it's not just uh, something that you stay out of your mouth. But when you say that, the devil said that, you know what? I need to go. Because I try him, he's not going to come again. So I'm going to give you the last, the last one. Then I want, we are going to pray. I prepare myself that we are going to pray today. Okay. You see, this is Isaiah 54. Where he's talking to you that in righteousness, you shall be established. How? Once you know who you are in Christ, that you are a new creature, a life-giving spirit indwell you. You see, you are established in righteousness. So all those things, they are going to come against you, but they cannot touch you. They say that you shall be far from oppression, for it shall not come near you. And far from terror, for it shall not come near you. Behold, they shall surely gather together. But you see, he said that surely they will gather together. So they will come and attack you in the dreams. It's not from God. Other churches say that it's the will of God for somebody to die premature. We, we know that we are not going to go that, I'm going to go there. But he said that they shall surely gather together. He said that, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against you shall fall for your sake. Thank you, my sister. Then he said that, Behold, I created the smith that blow the coal in the fire and that bring forth an instrument for his work and I've created the waster to destroy it. So, God is telling you that he has created the devil too. Because a lot of people think that the devil created himself. Do you know that God created the devil? Hello? Then God said that I created the champion to put Goliath down. Is Jesus. You see, Jesus came to destroy the work of the devil. We know that scripture in John. So, whatever the devil does against you, God said, no problem. I created it. I give him the wisdom. Because that time, it was the the worship leader. He was the one who was taking security. He was the one who was taking 
everything was the chief taking control of my pro, uh, it's not my protection, but the worship and everything. So he knows all those things. God cannot take from the devil what you are giving to him. I just want to tell you, God has created him with wisdom. That's why God said, okay, no problem. I'll leave you, but Jesus is going to come to destroy your works. That's it. You see, but, so once you know that, there's nothing. I said that there's nothing that can prosper against you. Things happen to people because of lack of that knowledge. Because the life-giving spirit lives in you. So you are made in the image of God. So every time that you have a dream and you eat in the dream, the first thing that you do in the morning, you say that, Father, I thank you. Because in Mark 16, 18, he said that even if you eat a deadly poison, it will never harm you. So you see, when you declare that out of your mouth, spiritually, everything that was going on is not going to prosper. You know, my brother was here last month. You know, this is a great year for us. Shaman and I, because we have our loved one that, some of them 18 years, that I'm telling you, I'm so blessed this year that I know that the Lord is doing something new in my family. So, that my brother who was here last time, he used to work at the gas station. At the gas station back home, they have, they sell beer like here, and people drink. So when you sell beer, you make profit, you sit down with your friend, and you drink. So they were drinking, then he went to serve a customer. When he came back, he took his beer, and he drank it. And, you see, they were just talking. So, pa, he finished it, put it down. Then five minutes after, then his friend came, he said that, okay, I told you that I'm going to kill you. So I put petrol in that beer and you'll go to die. So my brother, immediately, it was warm all over his stomach. It was like something is burning. So he took a taxi, he came to the house, was crying. I said to that, what is going on? He said that, no, yeah, I'm going to die. He said that he's going to, no, I'm not going to die. He said that he's going to die. I said that, what is going on? He said to me that they put poison in his drink and he drink. I said, don't worry about it. He said, Sam, that's why you say all the time. I said, let's pray. I'll show you Mark 16. Verse 18. This time shall follow those who believe. Even when they drink a deadly poison, it will never harm them. Do you believe that? He said to me that, yes. I say, in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your word. So this thing is not going to harm my brother in Jesus' name. Then he went to bed. In the morning he got up, there was no pain, nothing. He was here uh, last month, right? That's a testimony. You see, I believe that the Lord wants you to do something in today. So I want to, I want to give you one minute, then I continue. We are going to talk about this eating in dreams. Or drinking, you may see your friend 
in dreams, drinking with them, it's not good. So, let us say this thing. Lord, I thank you. Please say that with, be alive. Shake yourself a lot of it. Shake yourself. Or if you want to drink water, drink water and just see, say that, Lord, I thank you. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And God's righteousness has delivered me from death. Therefore, I recall all my dream now in Jesus name. And every food that I ever eat or a drink that I ever drank in my dream because of your word that you say that even if I drink a deadly poison it will never harm me so I destroy today the effect of those poison in those dreams in Jesus name Holy Spirit I invite you right now to repair everything that will destroy in my body through those dreams in Jesus name Father I thank you, begin to thank him thank him for restoring you Thank the Lord for restoring you. Don't pray. This is not a play. Thank him for restoring you. Thank you, Father, for restoring my life. Give you praise and worship you. Give you praise in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Is your heritage to stand against those things. Because if you don't stand against them, they are going to work in your life. Okay, we are going to do another one. You see, you may not, you see, there's no children here, but I have to say that to you because we are also children, but they are teenagers. But it's not right for you to have in your dreams. You see your brother or your boyfriend or your husband or your wife you have sex with. No. No, because the enemy use his image. It depends of how much is is acting in the spirit. It depends. So he's going to take that image to come and seduce you. You see, it's not right. There's no way it's right because everything is in heavenly places. So we are going to use this thing. He said that. Say that, Father, I thank you. Because I'm the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. And your word declare that no weapon formed against me will prosper. So I recall every dream. Where I ever have sex in those dreams, every deposit that was put in my life, Father, today, I destroy it now in Jesus' name. From his root, I uproot it out of my body, who is the temple of God, and I send it to the sea. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, my body is your temple. Line my body up with what Jesus has given to me. My health, 
my wisdom and my prosperity. In Jesus name. Thank you Lord. We bless you Lord. We give you praise. You know, I, I want you to understand what you just did. It's not a physical battle. It's a spiritual battle. And you know, you'll see the result. So from now on, anytime that you have a dream, get this. We will do that in our house. Every morning when we get up, you know the first thing that we do when we finish even uh, out of town, we recall our dream. I just say that, Father, thank you for this new day. I pray I'm the righteous of God. Then I say that, I recall my dream of this night in Jesus' name. And everything in those dreams, that is not what the blood of Jesus I pay for me. I denounce them and I destroy them in Jesus' name. I say that all the time. So I just want to share that with you today. I believe that the Lord has something that is doing in the church. To tell you the truth, I fight to not bring this message. Because on my blog, it's just a seven-day process. But that brings me to ten minutes this morning for you to be blessed. So we are going to take communion now after this, what we did. I want everybody to take communion. We are going to take communion. But remember, you have to every morning when you get up from your dream, from your sleep, I want you to pray. We have communion here. I want you to pray. The Lord provide the communion even here for me. So, you have... <laughs> yeah. There are communion everywhere. Take, take it. We are going to take it together based on what we just prayed today. Amen. Amen. We are going to take it because if we don't take communion, when you go out there, so, it's very important for you. Oh, no. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? Lord Jesus, I thank you. Because today, you make me through your spirit to understand all those things. So today, I lift up your body. I say thank you because you took everything, all deposit, all sickness and disease that were put in my body who is your temple. You took them all on your body on the tree so that me manga call your name I become dead to sin and alive for righteousness and by your stripes by the beating that you receive by the lashes that follow your back I'm healed perfectly 
from every consequences of those dreams. In Jesus' name. Amen. Eat it. The word of God is so clear that you see that the life of the flesh is in the blood. So, when you look at John 6, as Pastor Wanda was talking about in the beginning, in John 6, when you look at it, Jesus said that, he was telling to the Jew, that their father ate the manna, but all of them that was dead, because they just ate the bread. But he said that, whosoever eat his flesh and drink his blood, will never die. All of that, that Martin, I always say that, I will never die. Me and my household, and that's what Pastor Wanda was saying too. So, you say to you that, Lord, I thank you for this cup. With the cup of your covenant. The new covenant that will rectify for me and my family. I thank you, Lord. Because through this blood, all my sins are forgiven. Wash away. Lord, I thank you. Because through this blood that represents your body, you went to the cross and you become a curse. So that me, Manga, I become dead to curses and alive for righteousness. As I drink this blood today, I activate my heritage of a righteous with preservation, healing, wholeness, and prosperity. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you. I receive your life this morning. In Jesus' name. Let us stand on our feet. I'm going to. Okay. Go ahead. Father, we bless you this day. We give you praise. We thank you, Father, for the tithe and the offering that we are bringing before you. Not because of what you have done. Because of what we are doing, but because of what you did for us. As David said, that who am I with my people to bring everything that we are giving for your temple? Because everything come from you. Wealth and riches come from you, Father. So, Father, we receive from you and we bring the tithe and the offering because you bless us. So, Father, we thank you because you give us the benefit of everything that we have given today. In Jesus' name. Lift up. Father, we just want to thank you this morning. I share to your people what you are giving to me. Father, I call upon you. Help your, help us to not be deviated by all those sins of the enemy. From now on, Father, I pray that you give us that wisdom, that boldness, that after a dream or a vision, we judge it with the finished work of Jesus Christ and we stand on the right ground. We give you praise, we worship you. Father, cause us to be at the right place at the right time this week. We and our loved one in Jesus' name. Never at the wrong place at the right time. Lift up your hand. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord make his session upon you. May the Lord himself prosper, give you peace. Cause you to be at the right place at the right time. I cover it to the blood of Jesus. Amen.
Thanks for listening to Center Church Podcast. We trust that you've been blessed. If you'd like to receive more of our content in the future, you can email us at centercharlotte at gmail.com or just visit our website at centercharlotte.org. Thanks for tuning in and may God's grace cover you in every area of your life.